2: All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
0: Appropriate. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stafford joining you from downtown Philadelphia. This is Letters Now. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Jam-packed edition of the show. Ian Stanley from Tears for Fear is turning sixty-five years of age today. Well, you know what? For the last uh, four seasons on Mondays, we interviewed Jay Woodcroft as the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, Jay now is the interim head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He will be on today's edition of Oilers Now. Coming down the pipe at 105, John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling at 1235. Of course, Oilers Now is brought to you daily by our friends at Digitex. Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex. Buy at least your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you that you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Tap 25 as a brand new menu. You can try it 50% off from 2 to 5 each day, plus new food specials and promotions at K. Kitchen and at Italia. Reminder coming up in June, country music star Dean Brody will take the stage at River Cree. For more information, visit River creed Resort.com. River Cree Resort Casino, excitement, bet on it. Now open 24 7. To our top story. For legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling, the Edmonton Oilers have played the first three games of a five-game road trip. They've played the three beasts of the Southeast, three of the four best teams in the National Hockey League. And they played pretty well, especially when you factor in the amount of players they currently have out of the lineup. It was, uh, it's was. it been a weird uh trip so far. Played well in Tampa. Mike Smith maybe uh, would like a couple goals back. The Lightning got the better goaltending. Found a way to win the game 5-3. Then Miko Koskinen stole one for Edmonton against Florida. Yesterday lots going on. Lots that we're going to talk about as well on uh, today's show. 2-1 loss to Carolina where frankly I really liked Edmonton's game overall against maybe a team that you know, to this point, has played the best of those three beasts of the Southeast. So let's get right to it. Our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. we got a double recap coming up for you. The Oilers against the Panthers and the Hurricanes.
1: The Edmonton Oilers take on the top team in the Atlantic Division, the Florida Panthers. Good morning. Now goes to the left corner in front of the net. Oh, what a save, Mabel in as Petrano had the opportunity. He'll give it to Fogle. He'll pass it over to Ryan. Scores! Derek Ryan gets it past Bobrovsky and the Edmonton Oilers have a one nothing lead. he nail pass will come in front of the net. Scores! Back to Huberto to the blue line. Eckblatt across to Duclair. Shoots off the post and the puck goes in. They score!
0: 2-1. Well, they gave possession off the draw. And possession is 9 tenths of the rule when you're trying to kill a penalty. Here comes
1: McLeod. His pass on the right to Ryan. Shoots. Scores! Derek Ryan down the right wing. Goes upstairs on Bobrovsky. And the Oilers have tied the game at 2.
0: that looked like Chad Klassen feeding Derek Ryan at Claire Drake Arena circa 2010. Pass
1: out to Lombard. Right in front of the net. In. Scorpion. Oh, Hornquist with a great opportunity and he got the right pad up in the air to keep it out. To Dreisaitl, he'll wait. He'll shoot. Scores! And the Oilers come out four on two. Kane to Nurse in over the line. Now over to Kane in front of the net. Scores! Following it up
0: Derek Ryan. is
1: Derek Ryan and he slams it home. It's a hat-trick goal for Ryan and the Oilers are up 5-2. They're up 4-2. David skates it across the top. His drop pass broken up. Petrano to Verhage. A breakaway. The shot out. A glove save by Koskinen and he holds on as Carter Verhage was sprung on a breakaway. The Edmonton Oilers
3: I thought we found our game. I thought we played pretty well. Miko, obviously, unbelievable. He stood tall for us. Made some huge saves. Um, that's a high-powered offense over there. So I think they they had their looks for sure. And when we needed him, Miko was there. For the
1: road us. trip continues for the Oilers. They take on the Carolina Hurricanes. And in on the right wing is McDavid. Shoots, scores. Oh After yeah! Coach's challenge is determined the play was offside. It absolutely, was. We have no goal. Back to the blue on Chatfield. Gets it in front of the net. Tara Bynan scores! Pass to the middle for Ajo. Across over on the right wing. Now back to Tara Bynan. To Aho. He scores! They worked it around. Shot by Cole. That's blocked by Derek Ryan. He'll get a chance. He'll come down the left wing. In over the line. Scores! Derek Ryan is able to get that puck to the middle and then go...
0: Guys, a hell of a road trip. The Hurricanes
1: are going to hold on and make it five straight victories. Two-one will be the final
0: as they defeat the Edmonton Oilers. All right, so Edmonton gets a split. They probably won the game they should have lost. And ah, you can make an argument that they could have won yesterday's game with a couple breaks. Freddie Anderson's been historically unbelievable against the Oilers. Nonetheless, here's Oilers head coach again, Jay Woodcroft. You'll hear him live at 105 today. But he had this to say on the road trip so far.
3: We had a chance to win every game that we've played on this road trip. And uh, um, for me... The competitiveness of our team has impressed me through this first three games. Um, The level of opponent uh, has been excellent. And each one of those opponents brought or presented different issues uh, for us as we went into that game. And uh, I thought we tried to do some things through the first three games um, that I saw positive responses with our team. Uh, We had the chance to win each one of those games. Uh, We're going to work on some things in practice, and we're going to get ready for a very game Philadelphia Flyers team on Tuesday.
0: And an optional today because the Oilers uh, ran some players pretty hard yesterday. settle played 28 minutes, 26 for Hyman, 23 uh, for Evander Kane. We'll get to Connor McDavid as well in a second. Oilers went over 4 in the power play, but didn't really, if you know what I mean. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the special teams and the PP going over 4
3: Not ideal. Uh, We had a couple looks. Um, It didn't go in for us tonight. Credit the other team. They're one of the best kills in in the National Hockey League. Um, But we didn't find a way on our power play and our penalty kill gave one up. Uh, And I think that's an area that we can continue to clean up. There was a mistake here or there and that led... uh, to their goal, Um, but we can be better for sure. And when you're playing a game against a team as uh, talented as this team, as hardworking as the Carolina Hurricanes, those are the the small moments within the game that you have to find a way to win. And, And tonight we didn't.
0: There you go, that's Jay Woodcroft. Carolina went into that game yesterday with a record of 36-11-4. Check out these numbers. Sixth in the league in goals for, first in goals against, fifth on the power play. They lead the NHL in the PK at 90%, and that was before yesterday's game. Uh, second in the league in shot retention. They've only given up 28.7 uh, shots against. Oh, by the way, they're fifth in the league in the, in the faceoffs. It's all an issue. Leon Dreisettle had a rough game in a circle in back-to-back afternoon in California. He went head to head against Barkov on um on, on Saturday. And we'll bring Brendan Escott in at this time. Brendan, for me, the turning point in the game was the sequence on the play where McDavid got high sticked. This part of the reason why I got so upset watching it is the initial penalty call wasn't on the high stick. Carolina was going to get called for an obstruction of on McDavid up the ice as they'd reeled him in. And then, Brady Shea, um, you know, is, people can say, ah, well, there's not intent. Yeah, fine, but you still gotta be responsible for your stick out there. So he clunks McDavid in the mouth, gives him the fly swatter, and McDavid's out of the game for 15 minutes on a night which the Oilers already don't have Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who got hurt hurt, uh, in the game before when Ryan Longberg finished the check. And that confluence of not having both McDavid and Nugent-Hopkins, who in theory would be the two guys, like McDavid's the primary guy in terms of the zone entries um, on the power play. We know that Nugent-Hopkins can do it well. The the Oilers should have had... uh, a five-on-three, and then a five-on-four. Because it was different players that were involved in the initial... If you watch the video, the trailing ref had already made the call on the obstruction up the ice. And then Brady Shea clunks McDavid in the face, and Connor has gone for the rest of the first period and was limited to under three minutes per game. Now, I am a little bit old school, I gotta tell you. Uh, this team that Edmonton has, and they have a ton of injuries right now, case in point, they don't have any of their right wingers that back on July 28th, Ken Holland thought he was going to have. Okay, Archibald has been out all season. He's just about to come out of quarantine. He will start skating. And he will, I'd be, I'm i going to tell you this right now, I fully expect him to play games in March. Okay, so I expect Archibald to play, but he's their fourth, you know, third fourth line right wing and a good penalty killer. They haven't had and, and just think back to July twenty eighth. So they haven't had him. Then obviously uh, they lose Cassian and Poliari, and they do different things. And fans are exasperated with Cassian, who is skating by the way after fracturing his cheekbone. But he's a guy that. Uh, You know, does provide some physicality. Pugliari brings some size, even though he had a cold stick of late. And then Yamamoto blocks the shot against Florida. So the Oders were down four right wings. Their top four right wings, when you look at the team, when we did the free agency show on July 28th, those were the four guys that were supposed to play right wing to start the season. And then they lose Nugent Hopkins. But there's a lack of dimension that doesn't allow them to have the gamesmanship in a game like that. When Brady Shay, oh, you know, I got my stick up, and oh, it's no big deal because nobody does sweet, you know what anymore in the game. I'll tell you that if you did that to Wayne Gretzky 30 years ago, 32 years ago, well, actually, all hell did break loose, and we'll more on that a little bit later on. But that sequence where McDavid was knocked out of the game—that was the. That's where Carolina grabbed a stranglehold of the game. Because Edmonton was too injury depleted to deal with it. It was very frustrating. Um, agree or disagree with that sentiment that that was kind of where, I mean, this was a game. And and by the way, I'm not quite sure what Fogel was doing on the offside on the first goal either. If you're going to play with Connor McDavid, you got to have the presence of mind. You got to be on it, man. All right, Brendan, the floor is yours. Go go for it. You got uh, a 30 second window here. It's all about you. Go. Sorry, uh,
2: you know what? It's a playoff type play. Okay, I think that you're you're seeing a team coming down the stretch, engaged in playoff type hockey, and unfortunately, I think that's a byproduct of a playoff style of game. Now, uh, you're going to have to respond at some point because if that's game one of a seven game series, and Carolina suddenly thinks that they're going to stomp all over your captain and and the rest of you the rest of the way, uh, that's you know that's a pretty easy way to end up with the same story. And that they've had the last two seasons. So I agree with you that they've got to toughen it up. And as far as the one game goes,
0: I mean, yeah, that could have been the turning point. At least they were in it the whole way. They're in it. They played as well as they possibly could have, in my opinion. I just, I, there really wasn't a physical response. I mean, Nurse, a couple times, I guess, back behind the goal. But, you know, I just, there, there's. <laughs> I would have preferred, and you can text us. Maybe I'm just old school and dumb. I don't know. You tell me, text us at 780-496-0063, and I was mad at the refs because they were initially calling interference, and they didn't call it. And, oh, well, we got a double minor, so we'll call that instead. No, you call the interference, and you you call the double minors for knocking the guy's teeth out. Like, come on, man. All right, here's Zach Hyman's postgame thoughts on the loss to Carolina. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think we uh, lost special teams battle there and won one game at even strength that we were pushing. Just ran out of time there at the end. Um, but you know, competitive game. They're a really good team, and and we showed up. We just uh, fell short.
0: And uh, there you have it. So and Hyman's been good. And you know what? The orders dropped to six and three under Jay Woodcroft as a head coach. Look at by, by the way, Derek Ryan. What a weekend he had. Uh, and and reborn a bit as a right wing goal. Should be mentioned. Should be mentioned that John Willis pointed out in, in Twitter, uh, on Sunday that Derek Ryan's actually the last 20 plus games. He's had very good 5v5 numbers. But, uh, with Woodcroft as a coach, Ryan's got five goals, eight points, and plus seven. McDavid's got five goals, 14 points, plus seven. Dry Seidel's got three goals, 10 points, plus nine in the nine games. Um, Zach Hyman has six goals, nine points in the nine games as well. Darnell Nurse is plus 10 under Jay Woodcroft. So there are some good things happening. Uh, all right. Bob, it was an errant stick with zero intentions, move on. Should fault the orders for not scoring. No, it was an errant stick, it was a careless stick. And you know what? If you have a careless stick, you should face repercussions for having a careless stick, especially when you carelessly high-stick the best player in the world. You can text us at 787, and maybe it's a generational thing. Bob, there are still teams that don't, this is from AJ, that don't put up with crap, i.e. the Calgary Flames. It's because the Oilers have always been a soft team to play against no identity, or at least not an identity that will win in the playoffs. That one will come to us from AJ. Well, in fairness, Pete Chiarelli did build a fairly big team at one time in 2017. And I would argue, against Anaheim in Game 6 of that series, The that was the blowout, there was an incident with about five minutes left in the third period, and Dave Manson's son uh Josh Manson, basically, you know, made got the bear hug uh, with 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 Milan Lucic. The Oilers had an opportunity to settle some scores with guys like Kessler. Didn't necessarily do it, but Edmonton at that time had Maroon. They had Lucic. They had Cassian. Nurse was not a guy playing 25 minutes a game. I'm saying somebody should have leaned into Brady Shea at some point during that game. I mean, he knocked your captain out of the game, and I, it may have been a careless stick. But for a lot of people listening to the show right now, there should be repercussions for having a, a garrulous stick. And, it, and I knew it was going to come at a critical juncture in the game. And by the way, the refs should have kept the initial call on the play, which they did not. Twelve we'll get more.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Your thoughts on the Ashley 5 Floors text line, and come back with NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing when we return on orders now.
1: Hi, this is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630Chad. 12:26 in
0: Edmonton. Um, I would be surprised at this stage if we haven't got official word yet, but um, sometimes when guys get angled off like that in the boards, the way Nugent-Hopkins did Saturday by Ryan Longberg, uh, sometimes it's a, a couple weeks before they return a the lineup. Drew has Texas us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, in theory, with Kane, Cassie, and Nurse, and maybe Archibald in the lineup, the Oilers will have enough to answer the bell to opposing teams. Maybe add another big D man at the deadline. I just keep Nima in here. Like uh, Duncan Keith has traveled into Philadelphia. He was part of the optional group that was on the ice today, and there's no way Kane's not, or sorry, um, Keith is not playing in Chicago. On Thursday, So, you know, I guess we'll get full clarification for tomorrow against Philly. But I'm going to tell you Keith's going to be in. And I would play Nima Linen in my third pairing on the left side. Um, and I just could have been an opportunity for a response. And I don't buy it. Uh, I, you know, I don't buy people always careless stick, but there doesn't need to be any repercussions for it. Yeah. Bob, uh, I will uh, tell you this. The refs were terrible. I'll give you that, says the texter. Uh, and again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That said, the Oilers played very competitively in yesterday's game. Let's go to the uh, NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back to the 6.30 Chet Studios at Edmonton. Here's Brendan Escott.
2: Three games in the league tonight. Vancouver visits New Jersey and Toronto takes on the Capitals in Washington. Later, it's the Bruins visiting Los Angeles. Tomorrow, we've got the Oilers and the Flyers at 5 o'clock on 6.30 Chet. Double IHF holding a meeting today, actually, I think it's... Right now, to discuss how to handle Russia's involvement at upcoming World Cup and World Junior Championship events. And it begins with the men's worlds later this spring. A lot of people pushing for no Russian involvement in those. Uh, Austin Matthews, JT Miller, and Steven Stamkos are the league's three stars of the week. Nine points and four games for Matthews, eight and three for JT Miller. Stuart Skinner shut out the Grand Rapids Griffins on Friday, two nothing. It was the win for Bakersfield. Saturday, a four. Four-three shootout loss, but Dylan Holloway had a goal and an assist there. Condors in San Jose on Wednesday. Number one-ranked Oil Kings pushed their win streak to eight by beating Regina and Prince Albert at Rogers Place over the weekend. Homestand continues at Medicine Hat, or sorry, against Medicine Hat on Wednesday. Uh, Calgary in town on Friday. Golden Bears uh, will draw Calgary in the Canada West semifinals uh, this weekend at the Claire Drake.
0: And that's for birth in the National Championships. Mike Babcock and the Saskatchewan Huskies uh, dropped the pair of one-goal decisions in Games 1 and Game 3 against Calgary. Upset special there, so Babs is done, uh, at least this season at the U of S. And it would not surprise me if you might see Mike Babcock resurface in the NHL next year. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. It is 1230 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Winners Now.